0: And welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 222, and we are on hiatus. So this isn't really a show, but it is, but it is, but it isn't. Okay, the show may be on break, but that does not mean I'm still... It does not mean I'm not putting out episodes, is what I'm trying to say, and stumbling over my own tongue in the process. So tonight, we're going to take a look at two... Bonus episodes of The Final Reel. And The Final Reel is the exclusive feed that you get when you become a Patreon subscriber. Because they're not getting a break. No siree. They're going to be getting fresh stuff all during this period until I finally decide I've had enough of my my, my time in the sanitarium. Or (laughs) when I finally have my out-of-wedlock baby that they sent me away to Europe to have. Whenever that's done. Whenever that's done. I'm not even making sense right now. See, I can't do anything right. But anyway, so these two episodes that you're getting, they're going to be covering the movie The Void, a 1970s made-for-TV movie called The Cat Creature. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Smoochie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also, finally, it stains the sands red. And I'm putting the two episodes up in their entirety, so don't go running off after the first one. No, 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 there's still more to come. I miss you guys like crazy already, and I can't wait to come back, but in the meantime, enjoy the Patreon feed. And if you like what you hear, go check out www.patreon.com slash Scream Queens, become a patron, and you will never have the fear of missing out again. No mo, homo, FOMO. Enjoy the show. Hello, my beloved Patreon screamers, and welcome to the final reel. The place where all scream queens aspire to be, but not all make it to, and not all make it through. But with my help, I'm going to make sure that you survive to those closing credits by not wasting your energy watching bad movies. So the movie we're going to talk about today is the new movie that's out called The Void. It's in some theaters. It's available on demand. And let's take a listen to the trailer. I can see it all before me. You won't get far. where you find this guy? You need a copy of Code 3 and I need assist. <laughs> Daniel? Killings and sacrifices. You make people change. Nothing else matters. This isn't the end. Statistically, you're more likely to die in a hospital than anywhere else. Now, as always, when it comes to these new releases that I like... This is going to be spoiler-free, which is going to be kind of easy to do because the movie is hard to describe. So the basic plot of this movie is this rural sheriff is out on the road one night. He finds an injured man on the road and takes him to the hospital. And when he does, all hell breaks loose there, literally. Because not only do these weird robe... Culty type folks surround the building with big old knives and they all move like in synchronized motion and shit. That's not bad enough, but there's also some kind of weird interdimensional thing happening. Nobody is leaving this hospital until whatever needs to happen has happened. And that's really all I can say about the plot because to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure I 100% understood the movie. But in this kind of a thing, that's okay. I thought perhaps if I had the opportunity to go back and watch it again, that maybe things would make a little more sense. I'd be able to connect the pieces a bit more. But I got it as a VOD rental, and the day that I was planning on rewatching it was one of those days – the first time that Smoochie – Got out of a bandage and ripped herself to pieces and I had to watch her like a hawk and, you know, these things. Kitties take precedence over scary movies. Sorry. That's just the way it is. Definitely in this house. You know, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? What's fun here is that the creature and gore effects are 100% practical. And that's really fun and exciting to see because they're gross. The problem being is that it being a low-budget, I think, crowdfunded production is that sometimes they're not 100% up to snuff. Some of the monsters do feel like a guy in a rubber suit, but I'm willing to let that go because the imagination and the impending threat that surrounds this whole movie is really, really quite extraordinary. I mean yeah, there are elements that you could say, oh, well they took this from The Thing and they took this from Hellraiser. Yes, but then they turn all those things into something new. So it's like little nods to both of those movies, but they are creating something completely new here, and that is so rare in this industry right now that I I count out I count out to you and I I it, this is the kind of thing of course you had to go to crowdsourcing to get it funded, because the studio would be like, nah, an original project, nah. We want we want an established commodity. Nah. There is a wonderful sense of dis-ease, and for 90% of the movie, I had no idea what was going on, and that's a really wonderful feeling, because that's how those characters feel. They don't know why this is happening to them, or how. That's exactly how it would be in this situation. I'm like, oh, there's going to be some stupid book that explains it all. No, no. Yes, we do get an explanation, and what I was worried about was that this oppressive atmosphere of impending doom that they've set up was so wonderfully bizarre, that I worried that if they tried to explain it, it would make it less good. And unfortunately, that is what happened. The explanation, what I understood of it, doesn't really live up to the, the, the thunder that was created before this particular bolt of lightning. But you know what? Again, I don't care because this is imagination run wild and this would never get made by a studio. And This sort of thing I think is quite exciting and the cast is really good. I recognize everybody sort of – they've been popping up in lots of Canadian horror movies and genre stuff throughout time and – throughout time? Throughout the past three years, which I guess is time and they're fun to watch. And I was worried about a lot of them because I was kind of worried about myself. Going, What the hell is going on? What doomsday mechanism has been put into effect here? What is coming down the pike? But I'm not going to tell you because that would ruin everything. Is this worth seeing in the movie theater? I don't know. I know people who absolutely adored this movie. They saw it in the theater five, six, seven times. I didn't love it that much. Is it worth a rental? Yeah. If it shows up on Netflix, absolutely worth your time. This is the kind of stuff we want to be supporting because I want to see what's next for these filmmakers. Because I'm assuming that since this is a hit, they're going to have more funding for the next project and they'll be able to do more, better, interesting Things And I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I wish I could say more about The Void. Although I will say one thing. There is some CGI, but none of it has to do with the main plot. It mostly has to do with the um, otherworldly effects that we see when we cross over into The Void. What Void? I'm not telling you. Well, you know, I'm not spoiling anything. It's the name of the movie. You knew there was a void, but what is the void? What's happening in the void? I don't even really know what's happening in the void, but none of it's good. But it's all gorgeous. Even the CGI they do there is well done and sparingly used. And bravo, bravo, filmmakers. This is the kind of thing that just makes me happy. Happy, happy, happy and for the future of horror, for what these people are going to bring next to the table. Now, this was a really short show. I can't leave you with a six- minute bonus episode that's ridiculous so I'm going to tell you about a movie that I saw on Shudder, which conveniently is also available on YouTube. So keep an eye on the feed because probably right after I post this, I'll be posting a link for you to watch the movie. What movie am I talking about? I'm talking about a movie called The Cat Creature. I don't know what year it was made. Let's say 1974. It's definitely early 70s, and it's got a baby Meredith Baxter in it, even before she was Meredith Baxter Bernie. You know, she was the mom on Family Ties. She was in every... Lifetime movie ever made, and now she's an out lesbian. So, yay for you, Meredith! Good for you. And it's great, it's great. Like, it's got all the great trappings of these made for TV movie things. It's got you know, ridiculous stars playing roles they probably shouldn't be playing. It's got Egyptology, which of course was all the rage in the 70s. It's got you know, 60 year old men dating 20 year old women (laughs) and everybody being okay with that. And of course, it's got a monster that's a cat. And I'm not even talking about a monster cat. It's just a little teeny tiny black kitty. But of course, compared to Smoochie, every kitty seems teeny tiny. Okay, so the story of this is that okay, so there is uh, 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 an estate. lawyer who was sent to a dead man's mansion to go through his belongings and this guy collected all this stuff from Egyptology and in the basement naturally is a sarcophagus with a mummy in it and the mummy is wearing this medallion with the head of a cat on it and he's like oh that's very curious and he's making all his notes and he's taking all his inventory and everything else in the building and meanwhile a robber has broken in breaks into that sarcophagus and steals that medallion. And almost immediately, the little black cat shows up and kills the shit out of that estate lawyer. Doesn't kill the robber, because the robber is long gone. And that's what this whole movie's about: is that this little monster cat is seeking down everybody that has touched or come into contact with this medallion. Because he wants it back, and it's really funny. Of course, the cat's adorable. And I'm like, oh, look at that kitty, and everybody's screaming and looking at the kitty like, ah, it's a cat. I'm like, no, it's adorable. I'll be like, oh, I want to hug the little monster kitty. But no, when it attacks, it will jump on people's faces, and people are fighting it like it is Godzilla and not a seven-pound cat. And it's fan. Fantastic. And the other thing that's great is that you have white people playing Egyptian people. And this, which is, you know, like white blonde people playing Egyptian. It's, it's, it's everything that's wrong in the 70s is in this movie, but it makes it all so right. And I think it's a real treat. And I think you'll like it, especially if you appreciate the camp factor of these kind of things. And it's not just a killer kitty, it's a hypno kitty. It will look people in the face and just be like, mm, it's Ostocolo and be like, Mm, and it'd be like, I have had enough of you. I think you should open me a can of sardines and then go jump off the side of this gigantic building and die. But please open the can of sardines first. Thank you. I'm a cat. I have needs. I might be a cat creature, but I am a cat before I am a creature. And I am a gorgeous creature. You want to pet this, but you can't pet this and, and while there's no trailer or a commercial for this because it's so old and it's made for TV, I do want to play this clip just because I fucking feel like it and it's my goddamn damn show now in this clip this young gal she works at this occult shop and this is early on in the movie now the robber took that medallion and tried to pawn it at this occult shop and the lady the fabulous old lady who I'm sure is somebody but she's like this fabulous like she's like, like, like they wanted to get Agnes Moorehead or one of those fabulous you know gay campy people I'm sure she's somebody but I have no idea who she is and I don't feel like looking it up anyway she runs the shop but we're not talking about her but this is her beautiful young assistant who didn't even come into contact with the amulet, but when she's walking home, she sees the kitty in the garbage can trying to find some food, and this girl's like, oh, what a beautiful kitty. I'm going to take it home and kiss it and love it, and that was her first and last mistake. Okay, kitty... Welcome to Shangri-La. Sit down and make yourself at home. Mom. Hey, peace, baby. Give me a chance to stash my loot. Two more weeks, Kitty. Mom. And I'll have enough saved to buy some wheels and cut out of here. I'm fed up with Miss Hester. The way she acts, she thinks she owned me. Mom. Hey, Kitty. <laughs> Yummy. I'll go see if we have some caviar in the refrigerator. <coughs> Sorry, fresh out of caviar. We'll just have to settle for milk. By the way, never do this. Never give your cats milk. Despite what, you know, every old movie and cartoon says, do not give your cat a saucer or cream. They're all lactose intolerant and they'll poop everywhere. But that's not how this girl dies. Just shh, 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 shh. There's more shh, shh, shh. <coughs> no milk? <coughs> Hey, don't tell me you're a champagne freak. What's it on your fur? Looks like blood. Oh, no. It's Hypno Kitty. Oh, no. His eyes are all glowing his teeth are all going and she's all like and the kitty gets her to jump off the side of the building and now she's dead So if there's a lesson to be learned from this, I would say it is don't offer your cat caviar and then sucker change him for a saucer of milk. which you're just going to give him the poops anyway. I know you're all nice and sweet and you had the best intentions, but girl, do not do that to your cat. Or you're going to wind up getting, you know, vacuumed off the pavement like, like, like that sawdust they put on vomit. Although they probably had to put that sawdust on you to get you off the payment because you're all liquefied now. I, what am I talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. That's really all I've got for this episode for now. Oh, and I'll try to do a bonus thing. Uh, an extra bonus thing this month just because uh, things have been wonky here and not just the cat. There's life things that are just not good. My health has gotten wonky and there's something happening in my life that I am not at liberty to talk about right now. And that really pains me. But it has been affecting my work. It has been affecting my sleep. It has been affecting everything. Let's just say there's an outside influence that is not good that is being surgically removed as of today. And hopefully I'll be able to get my focus back on what it needs to be on me, my life, my work, and this show, and you. Because that's where I want it to be. Because this is the place that makes me happy. And therefore, you are the people who make me happy. You're the people that make me happy you make me want to go and dress real snappy and everything else that's coming up into my head is a racist word so I'm gonna stop rhyming this song so la de dee so until next time my beautiful Patreon subscribers thank you so much for helping out the show thank you so much for sticking with me through this difficult period that you didn't even know I was in until just now but Thank you anyway. Thank you for being a friend. Come down the road and back again. See what I'm making up in lack. I'm making up for lack of show content and lack of episode releases by a multitude of absolutely ridiculous songs. And uh, you know if that's if, you know what if you're thinking, my God, I didn't sign up for this. Did you listen to the other shows? Do you listen to the regular show? It's all I do anyway. So you're getting bonus, 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 bonus. So until next time, kids keep it real. I hope you enjoyed the movie. Please let me know what you thought of it. And I try to think of a really cool thing to end the show, and I can't, because I am way off my game, so let's take a moment and embrace this. Embrace this unfortunate time of my life, and now kiss it goodbye. Na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na. Nah, nah, nah. Bedtimes fuck you. Goodbye. But goodbye to you, fabulous people. Let's talk to you soon. Hey, where do you think you're going? Don't you dare touch that button on your listening device, because we're not done yet. We have a whole other episode of Patreon goodness to get through, and now we're going to talk about the independent feature, It Stains the Sands Red. I was going to make a dirty joke right there, but you know what, I'm above that. So you could have just moved on and not said anything, Patrick. Or you could just cut this out. But you won't, because I know you. Because I am you! What's happening? I don't know. Let's listen to the show. Hello, my beautiful Patreon subscribers, and welcome to another edition of The Final Reel, the exclusive feed just for you that's going to help you actually survive to the final credits of a horror movie. How... By making sure you are not wasting your time on new releases, spending hard-earned money on things that stink, or that are giving you bad survival advice, but mostly stink. So this time, I couldn't find any uh, mainstream theater releases that I wanted to cover, but Patrick, The Dark Tower's out. Well, pretty much, the verdict on The Dark Tower came down pretty hard and pretty quick, so I... Really feel the urgent need to get something out to you about that. And also... I didn't like the books. I got through about two, and I just didn't care. I know people love them, but they just weren't for me, so I'm in no hurry to see that. And when I do see it, if I do see it, I'm not going to have much of an opinion on it one way or the other anyway, because I'm not married to the books. But whatever, not the point right now. What movie are we talking about? Well, why don't you just calm the fuck down, and I will tell you what movie we're talking about. This is a movie that is in a uh, very limited release in the theaters, but is also available on video on demand and it's the story of one gal and one man on an epic adventure through the desert except oh yeah i forgot to mention that guy is dead and it stains the sand red let's listen to the trailer shut up i just said we're gonna listen to the trailer we're gonna listen to the trailer why are you being so ornery today oh sassy pants listen to us my god in heaven Stop! Nick! Stop! Can we like wedge a piece of wood underneath it? What do you see a piece of wood Jimmy, can you hear me? Isn't it? Can you hear me, man? <laughs> So before we go any further, let me say that you can all relax, because this review is going to be, as much as I can, spoiler-free. Because it turns out I really enjoyed It Stains the Sand Red. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Patrick, isn't this a zombie movie? Don't you hate zombie movies? Don't you not cover zombie movies? And I'm going to say, yes, 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 that's all true, but... For this one, I made an exception, and I'm glad that I did because it does something very smart that does turn things on its head a bit because when the movie begins, the zombie apocalypse is in full swing. We get a nice zooming shot of Las Vegas, which is a war zone, and we focus on two people that are escaping, uh, people of questionable backgrounds, this gal, Molly. And her friend, her male friend, I'm not saying it's her pimp, but let's just say that their clothing and demeanor suggests a certain sort of occupation that they're coming from, even though it's never specified. I mean, she could just be a dancer, for all I know, but if it's at the Cheetah, it ain't dancing, honey. But that's neither here nor there, and it's not the point right now either. See, I'm correcting myself. I will get back to saying that driving myself nuts here and what i think is cool here well her boyfriend not a spoiler is killed very very quickly by this lone zombie when their car gets stuck in the sand in the desert off the side of the road and most of the rest of the movie is this gal molly trying to get to safety but in constant pursuit by the zombie it's never more than a few feet behind her and it's relentless. And by making it a one-on-one story, you get a different perspective on things. Because we've all seen the zombie apocalypse. We're all used to the hordes and hordes and hordes of zombies. But what happens if it's just one? What happens if it's just you and just that zombie and there is nobody around forever? For not, for, you Basically, she's made. she might as well be on the moon. She ain't running into anybody. There ain't no help coming for her. So she has to rely on her wits, and let's just say her attire is not really suited for the environment that she's going to be trapped in for the majority of the movie because she is dressed like a hooker. I'm sorry, like a sex worker. And the thing that just kept striking me was how absolutely impractical her clunky-ass shoes were. For this whole thing. I was just like, oh my god, look at her shoes. (gasps) Look at her shoes. Oh my god, she's going to have such bad blisters. (gasps) Oh my god, how is she walking so many miles in these shoes? And then I realized this is one of those times when I'm gayer than normal. So yeah, this poor gal is trapped out in the desert with a zombie with nothing to defend herself but a pair of incredibly clunky, inappropriate shoes, a bottle of vodka, and a bag of cocaine. But it turns out Molly is incredibly industrious, and I really enjoyed this. It's a fascinating character study, and all of this falls on the shoulders of the lead actress who is a fantastic gal – a Canadian gal by the name of Brittany Allen. Now, I've covered Brittany twice on the show before. She was in Dead by Dawn, which was another zombie movie that was a comedy, and I fucking hated it. She was the cheerleader in it, and she was one of the few bright spots in it, even though she – Well, the movie's terrible. I can't help you. But she was also in Extraterrestrial, which was a super low-budget, you know, they're coming to eat us from Space Movie that did an incredible thing with very, very little money. Incredible things, rather. It looked great. I thought it was a great movie, and I thought she was a ton of fun in it. And here, it's pretty much her show, which makes sense. She's one of the executive producers. Great. She made a fantastic choice here because I love this gal. She is not particularly nice she's not particularly smart but god damn it is she committed to saving herself and that is a kind of sque- scream queen's behavior that i have to applaud she is in an impossible situation armed with nothing and she's just like fuck it i'm getting through with what i have and i am going to make use of this bag of cocaine for its absolute maximum survival uh, uh, things. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. But yeah, and, and I, I just, uh, she's great. They're, the movie's scary. It's gory. It's funny, and also it's got this nice feminist pull to it. And that's and really not the right word for it. Let's just say you've got Brittany Allen, whose name is Molly. Like I said, and of course her name is Molly. So every five minutes, I'd be like, mm, Molly, you're in danger, girl. Up. Oh. Molly, you're in danger, girl. Again, Molly, you are in danger, girl. Get rid of those shoes. What are you doing? God. Now I forgot where I was going. I distracted myself with shoe talk. I'm going to have to stop and roll back and listen to what I was talking about. Professionalism, kids. Professionalism. Feminism. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, like I said, she's being pursued by this male zombie through the desert for miles and miles and days and days and days, and she starts. Get having a relationship with him, not a sexy relationship with, but it's her only companion as, and as starvation and dehydration and exhaustion and frustration are setting in. She, in a weird way, the zombie is also becoming her companion and her friend. And there is a fantastic scene relatively early on where it's walking maybe 10 feet behind her forever. And she is just reading this poor dead guy to filth. And she's just like, yeah, you just got to keep following me. I know you want me. You just want me because that's what all men want. You're all the same. You're just like every other guy in every bar I've ever been in my whole life. It blah, 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 blah. And that is the undercurrent theme because after a while, she does run into other people. And I'm not going to go into too much here because this is all great stuff. But everybody that she encounters, both living and dead, is male. And let's just say none of them are particularly trustworthy. And that is the big statement of the piece here that, you know, this girl is really alone on every possible level. And a lot of it is because she's a woman. She faces additional perils aside from surviving the desert, aside from uh, going to be ripped apart at any moment aside from dying of dehydration she has to worry about every single person that she encounters that you know, maybe they'll save her but they probably want something in return that's not going to be very nice and it makes for a nice undercurrent it's not blatantly stated it's not overplayed it's just there however i'm going to spoil something and i'm not spoiling it too much because i've seen it listed in every review that I've seen out there and, and commentary is that there is a rape scene and a lot of people are calling it unnecessary. It's cruel. It's cruel. And I, I don't know if it's unnecessary, but I see the point that they were trying to make. So just trigger warning for those of you who need to know about this stuff. There is a rape scene and it is brutal and it is cruel and it's savage. And I, I understand why it's there. But it does detract from the fun. And there's lots of fun to be had here. Absolutely. I thought I would get bored. That's just, okay, I get it. She's being, it's, it's always right there. I get it. I get it. If she slows down, I get it. However, like I said, having this one-on-one perspective with the undead brought back a lot of what is terrifying about the Romero-style zombie that's been, you know, forgotten over time or i've forgotten over time because in this it becomes really clear that (sighs) this thing doesn't need to rest it's never going to get bored it's never going to get tired it's never going to have to stop to pee it's never ever ever going to lose focus even though you probably are that is very scary that she even in this scenario, she has needs that she cannot address because there's always something ready to kill her 10 feet behind her. There is a scene that I'm not going to spoil too much, but I'm just going to say she has a moment that I fell in love with her. It's fairly early on. She's on top of a big rock where she stopped to rest for a while, where she realizes something about herself at the moment, something very personal, and she uses it to her advantage for survival. And when you know You'll know what I mean when you see the scene, and I applauded, and I said, you go, girl. I have never seen that in a movie before, and that is really fucking smart, even though it did take me back to the blackout haunted house, and for those of you who have been listening for a while, you might just be able to figure out what I'm talking about, but if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, you'll just have to see the movie and deal with it. The problem, though, comes in the last real things it veers away from the one-on-one aspect of things where she starts to run into lots of other people and there's a subplot with her son that she separated from that she's trying to rescue. It kind of loses its focus and it becomes less interesting. But that much said, for a low-budget... Movie that's doing something this experimental, I got a huge kick out of it, and I think you will too. And even though it does seem to be dividing people quite a bit, I think it is worth a watch just for conversation points, you know. So maybe you'll want to wait till um, Netflix or whatever, but hey, if you see it streaming out there for $2.99 and $3.99 or a reasonable price, you nail it. It's not worth more than that. You know, if it's going to be one of those $10.99 rentals, don't bother. Just wait. Just wait. It'll come to you soon enough. Much like the zombie that's following Molly through the desert. And my phone is ringing. Oh my god. How unprofessional. I'm sorry, kids, that was the amazing Mr. Brad because he just found out the news that I just found out this morning that I'm going to go into more detail on the actual show that the creepy guy across the street, you know, the cat poisoner and the guy who puts up all the Trump bumper stickers all over town on property that's not his. Well, it turns out that he is an unregistered sex offender he's a child molester who's living across the street from a school so all sorts of shit is raining down on that son of a bitch finally after all these years of living here mr brad was calling to say oh my god i said i ah, know but where were we with the movie i don't know i think we've about wrapped up the movie i think it's fascinating i am not sure if it's worth it's worth a rental It's not worth like a six buck rental if you get it for like three dollars, two dollars. That's great. Or if you have any doubt, just wait till Netflix. It'll be fine. There's really nothing to super spoil here, because as I said, it's mostly a character study. It's not about this other kind of you know shocks and jump scares. Even though they're there, and there's plenty of gore. And I think most of you will have a good time. And even if you don't, you'll probably have a lot to talk about afterwards and i always appreciate that especially when you call in and talk to me about it yes and and just a reminder the next main episode of the show episode 189 is going to be a voicemail episode so if you've seen something cool And you want to talk about it, by all means, pick up the phone, 917 720 2047, or email me at crew at screamqueens.com. You know all this stuff. You know all this stuff. You're Patreon people. You are above all the other people. You are so much better than them. And I'm dying to hear from you. I'm dying to hear from you. And I think the lesson to be learned. From It Stains the Sand Red. A way to increase your chances of surviving your personal horror movie. Of getting to the point where the villain is defeated and the credits roll. You really need to wear sensible shoes. I'm not saying whether Molly gets through or not. I'm not saying whether she lives or dies or saves the day. But I'm just saying that her chances and her would have been exponentially higher. And her journey would have been a hell of a lot easier had she not been wearing ridiculous shoes. Okay? Okay, now we never know when these evil situations are going to pop up, so plan accordingly. But, you know, you know if you want to weigh your sexy stilettos, by all means do, but perhaps, perhaps, perhaps just have a nice pair of loafers, a penny, uh, 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 saddle shoes, or, or you know, I don't know, anything but flip-flops. No stiletto heels, No, maybe a nice pair of kitten heels, that'd be fine, but no, 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 no fl- no, no, stilettos, no flip-flops, okay, okay, just, just bring a check, I got, I'm babbling. I'm babbling now, so we're gonna ramp up this episode i will see you guys later at the end of the month i don't know what i'm doing yet i think annabelle 2 is coming out maybe we'll talk about that but we shall see we shall see and those other people on the other podcast they'll never know well until the movie starts to come out on dvd and then i'll release these episodes to them some of them not all of them a queen's got to have some secrets right of course right Bye-bye. All right, so that's going to wrap this puppy up for another show. So thank you all for sticking through. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if you did enjoy what you heard, please go check out the Patreon feed. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a way of supporting the show and all of your favorite artists. You know, while you're there, search around, find out what other shows and creative processes out there, projects that you're interested in. You can support all of them. But we're talking about me right now. (laughs) What it is, is you subscribe for a monthly donation. It could be anything, it could be a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, as much as you want. And depending on the level of your donation, you get a certain amount of extra material every month. And what I've been doing so far is this: I'm actually kind of crystallizing what goes on there now. It's been a learning process, and I think the Patreon feed is going to continue to be a learning process because I'm just really starting to wake up to all I can do over there. But for now, like the $5 a month donation, that will get you one extra bonus episode a month, and that episode will be on what's out in the theater right now, plus a recommendation for something for you to watch on streaming. And if you go for the $10 donation, then you also get access to The Nightmare Closet, which has, of course, been a running segment on the regular show for years now, and that's when I take a look at a movie that scared me to death as a child, and I reevaluate it as an adult. But it's not going to be happening on the main feed anymore. Only on the Patreon feed. But also, new things are in the works, like new, more interactive things. Um, I'm working with some writers to come up with some stuff, and I can't really talk about it right now. But... Strange, wonderful, and weird things are afoot at Patreon, so go check it out at www.patreon.com slash Scream Queens. And even though the show is on hiatus, I still want to hear from you. It's lonely out here. So you can leave me a message on the voicemail, 917-720-2047. It's a juicy one. I'm going to hang on to it till when the show comes back. Or if not, I'll address it directly to you in person online somewhere. If you would like to write, you can get me at crew at screamqueens.com. And, of course, that's Queens with a Z. You can find me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens Horror Podcast. You are actually Scream Queens. Uh, with the po- uh, <sighs> Scream Queens where horror gets gay. That's how you find me on Facebook. Twitter is at Scream Queens. And Instagram is Scream Queens Podcast. So go do all that. Let's do all of it. Do some of it. Now, hey, 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 do you like... Those screenings that I do every now and then, those group screenings, well, from now on, we're going to be doing it at Rabbit TV, like the bunny, like Bunny Rabbit TV, but without the bunny part. Just type in Rabbit TV. You'll get there. You should sign up for that now because that looks like that's going to be the service they're going to be using for the future, and the only way I can send you an invitation and let you into our private screening room is if you are already a member, so go sign up over at RabbitTV.com and friend me. Look up Patrick Walsh, see what you can do. If you can't find me, we're still learning the ins and outs of Rabbit. So uh, that's going to be another learning process. But you just get signed up and so you're ready for the future screenings, man. You don't want to miss nothing going on over there. It's always fun, those fun things. It's always fun. Those fun things is what I just said. You have a degree in the English language, Patrick, and that was the best you can come up with. And this is why I'm on break. Okay, I just want to let you guys know I miss you already. And I can't wait to get back to you. Wonderful things are afoot. But until then, my beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a creepier place and never ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. And the final reel is the exclusive feed over at Patreon. See how I did that? Clever. Bye, guys and gals. And everybody Bye. Bye. I got hunting for witches heads up going to roam.